Welcome to So Fabulous Chatting. I'm Vicky and I own an online fabric store called So Fabulous Fabrics, specialising in 100% cotton fabric and sewing subscription boxes. Along with my co-host Hazel, we will be talking about all aspects of sewing, good and bad. Hello. Today we're talking about our top 10 differences between sewing clothing and sewing bags. Um, today I have Hazel in the studio with me. Hi. Hello Hazel, how are you doing? I'm fine today, lovely sunny day. And... It is, absolutely, yes. So we're going to kick off with interfacing. So I'm going to hand you over to Hazel yeah. to talk about interfacing for garments. Interfacing for garments, which usually means you use very small quantities but there are loads of different types you end up using so particularly with blouses you might want to have a crisp collar or you might want a soft collar then you get into jackets and it's a whole new ball game with loads of different ways to add structure and it's all about actually stopping the jacket from caving in around your shoulders mm -hmm. and things like that yeah but uh you know you you basically don't buy very much of it, but you tend to find you've got a lot of different types. Yeah, sounds good. Yes. <laughs> That's how it should be done. Yeah, absolutely, yes. I mean, with bags, um, it's a personal preference, I think, as to, as to what you want to use in your bag and also, again, how structured you want it to be. Um, because I use a lot of craft cottons to make my bags and purses I always interface my fabric first I generally use a medium weight iron-on interfacing um, and then I would also use a foam product to give it structure so that's um, generally what I use for my bags. Do you interface the lining pieces as well? I don't generally know okay. um, I some people do the lining, interface the lining and not the main structure of the bag, but I like to do mine the opposite way. Okay. Um, I usually interface the outside of the mm. bag fabric and, and leave the lining as it is. So, mm. yes. Okay, anything else on interfacing? Um, no, just about the quantities use the yes. first bag that I made which I came to your house and mm. you gave me a lovely lesson in making what I thought would be I was like, oh yeah bag it'll be so simple look how small it is oh my <laughs> word was there a lot of interfacing there is I'm sure I spent at least two hours cutting out all the pieces and <laughs> ironing them all but uh, suddenly the fabric just looks so much better yeah it definitely gives it a crisper finish as well doesn't mm. it uh, I know you and I use different ones, don't you, as well? Because you yes. like to use the non-woven. Yes. And I've got some woven yes. ones. Yes. Although I have used both. Yes. I, I mean, used... I have used both. Mm. But I think um, I do like the woven. Um, unfortunately for me, I think it's probably down to cost mm. because there is a marked difference between the cost of a woven and yeah. a non-woven. And I think because you have to use so much of it mm. in bag making... I think that's probably why I don't mm. don't use so much of the woven. So, but having said that, when you see the bags you've made and the one that I made with the woven, you couldn't say, "Oh, 
Hazel's is so superior because she used woven because it's not. It doesn't look any different at all. So it must be about personal preference. Yes, I think so. Definitely. Okie dokie. Right. So moving on from interfacing, um, we're going to talk about sewing needles. Mm. So different needles that you might use for making bags or for making garments. Yes. And as you know, I had a a tally recently of all my different types of sewing needle Mm. because I had a little tub sitting inside my sewing um, collection of stuff and I just couldn't ever find any because there was just a whole tub full of different white packets of needles. They're Mm. all white, so they all look the same. Mm. So then I created for you a tutorial for making a thing to hold your needles. Yes. Which I've been pleased of. And I've worked out I have nine different types of needles (laughs) that I have. And do you use them all? Yes. Ah, you do. Yes, I didn't used to. When I first started sewing a long time ago, I just used to put a universal needle in Mm. sort of a medium size and I Mm. didn't ever change it. But actually, as I've got a little bit more fussy about how things look, I've started using different needles for different purposes. Yeah. And I've almost got to the point that I don't want to use the universal ones anymore because mm. they're sort of like neither one thing nor the other. No, no, no. I mean, with um, making bags, obviously, um, probably more so than garment making, the seam sometimes of making bags can be extremely thick. Mm. Um, and having the correct needle is quite important. Um, I think for anything that's got a, a very thick seam, um, probably denim needles would mm. be quite good for that. Otherwise, um, the Microtex needles um, would be very suitable for um, mm. sewing up bags. And have you seen a difference in your top stitching when you use the Microtex needles? Yes. They are supposed to be better for yes. top stitching, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, because um, yeah, top stitching sometimes can be a bit hit and miss because mm. I think, again, it depends on the bulk. Mm. of um, what you're trying to sew as to whether you get a very good top stitching line but obviously the needles are important as we know from working in um, fabric shops for for very many years (laughs) and always a little bit stunned by um, our customers saying that they've never changed their needle from one project to another (laughs) and had the same needle. How much money you spend on fabric, particularly for a garment, if you're making a beautiful coat or a dress or something and you've got metres and metres of fabric, to then say, oh, I'm not going to change the needle is really... Mm. I mean, the the advice we used to give would be change the needle for every project. I don't think you need to change the needle for mm. every every project. You use, need to use the right needle mm. for the project. But I think changing them regularly is a good thing because they do blunt. They yes. might hit a pin or anything when yeah. you're sewing. Um, and then you don't get a very good line of stitching. Mm. And, and then it just makes life more difficult, really, yeah. doesn't it? And then, of course, you have the specialist things you end up sewing, which you don't do quite as much in garments. Although, you know, there's a bit of a trend for using vinyl and leather Mm. on outerwear at the Mm. moment. But generally, you don't use a lot of leather. But I've found I have sewn with leather when I've been making bags and I've used a leather needle and I get a really nice line of top stitching. And, you know, 
I like my top stitching to be perfect. Yes. Well, it certainly does make a big difference using the right mm. needle, definitely. And I think you've converted me to the Microtex needles now. Okay. Definitely. Good. I did buy some. I have been using them. Good. <laughs> they do good top stitching. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, so um, you can actually find on my Facebook page, I have got an article, um, it wasn't that long ago, about the difference of sewing machine needles. Mm. So if you want to check that out, that's on uh, a So Fabulous Fabrics Facebook page. Um, very informative. Um, so yeah, check that one out, that's good. Okay, so moving on, our next um, thing we want to talk about is seams. Mm -hmm. So, well, for bags, um, the bag patterns that I've used in the past, there is a little bit of a mixture because sometimes um, they're a quarter inch seam allowance and some of them are a half an inch mm. seam allowance, which I don't always quite understand why, but anyway, mm. um, that's their preference. Mm. Um, and obviously with um, bag making there are lots of very bulky seams yes. with bag making because of all the product that you're using yes. inside to give structure as well and dressmaking um, patterns well in industry when you're taught in a workroom you just use one centimetre because the idea is you're going to be so accurate that mm. it will be fine but uh, all paper patterns seem to have five-eighths of an inch or one-and-a-half centimetre mm. seams, which is actually quite a lot. So usually you find you sew the seam, then you end up cutting half yeah. away. Yeah. So yeah. actually using a smaller seam makes sense because mm. you're not wasting fabric. Mm. But obviously with garments, you've got to use that seam allowance, otherwise you don't get the fit right, do yes, you, really? Exactly. So, um, well, same for bags, really, but um, a quarter inch is what I find most mm. bags are i think when so. i've made some of the patterns that i've made up some of them i've used half an inch but that's if i wanted the seam to be in to have that extra bulk inside to make it more stiff mm. so i think the tie-up tray used half an inch and i didn't cut that away because i knew it needed right. the extra rigidity right got you yeah to make it stand but you know, other patterns, as you said, you'd use quarter of an inch. And if you're doing patchwork, everything's mm. a quarter of an inch. Yes, it is. It? Absolutely. Yes. Which is why I bought a quarter inch um, foot from yes. the machine. <laughs> it's yes. a lot easier to, to do. Exactly. <laughs> um, and of course, if you have got bulky seams, um, if you remember from our last podcast, we spoke about a hump jumper, mm. which is such a brilliant piece of equipment. Mm. Um, and if you've got bulky seams, then use your hump jumper because I use mine all the time. Mm. It's such a handy piece of kit. Now, when you sew, I know you put foam in a lot of your bags, yeah. which, as we know, is incredibly bulky. Mm. Do you stitch through the foam and have it in the seam or do you cut it away so it's not in the seam allowance well i don't do either of those <laughs> <laughs> i actually cut my foam pieces um slightly not quarter of an inch smaller just slightly more than quarter of an inch mm. whatever that would be three eighths is it yeah yeah three eighths approximately three eighths smaller than the fabric piece and um so it's not 
in the sewing scene. Mm. Um, and then I usually glue it onto the fabric okay. to keep it stable um so I, i'm not sewing through it at all mm. and it's not in the seam at all because i have tried um sewing it <coughs> excuse me into the seam mm. and then cutting it away but you still get a little bit mm. obviously um in the stitching line because yes. you can't cut it away totally um, and I, I don't like the finish of that. Yeah. So I prefer to have my um, foam right up to the stitching line so mm. you get a better better finish on the outside of the product. It's a smoother yes. finish rather than a funny little bulky bit. Yeah, because nobody wants bulky seams. Well, if you were to buy a handbag, it wouldn't have bulky seams. It would sit nice and flat. And I would imagine that there's no way that they would put something in and then cut it away. No. Because that would be wasteful. No. No. So actually doing it the way you do is mm. going to save you a little bit of money mm. as well as the extra bulk in the yes. seams, so, yeah. which has got to be good. Yes, <laughs> yes. so that's that's definitely what I do. Mm. Do you ever have any problems going through really thick joint layers where you've got sort of four seams intersecting? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do sometimes have to use just the wheel and hand crank yeah. um, over those seams, but that, I think, is just part of sewing, yeah. really. And you yeah. know, Have you ever used a hammer or anything? Because I know oh. I made a skirt recently, which was a fabric that was as thick as denim, mm. and, of course, it had the double stitching. And yeah. on the areas where the yoke was at the top... I whacked it with a hammer a few times. <laughs> no. And it actually did. And I've done it on leather before, but uh, you have to be a bit careful because otherwise you get a slight shiny patch where you've yeah, hit oh, it. Oh, yes, of course. But I yeah. just think, I suppose, if you've got foam, there's no point in hitting it because it's going to boing back up again. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. No, I haven't you used haven't. a hammer. <laughs> no. Not as, no. Not as lethal as I am in the sewing room. <laughs> Well, that's a good one. I've not heard of that one before, but there you go. You learn a new thing every yes, day. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. So our next one we were going to look at is the fabric, different fabric mm. types we would use for making bags or for garment sewing. Yes. Um, my preference for bags, as I said before, before is the craft cotton. Um, I prefer to use something that is a stable fabric yeah. um, and not a soft drapey. People do use drapey fabrics mm. and then they will just put so much interfacing on them to make them stable. Mm. Um, but that's a personal preference. I personally wouldn't really use a satin because no. I'm not very keen on satin type what fabrics. What is it you like about the craft fabrics then? What do you feel that you get from them rather than using a furnishing weight fabric? Um... Well, for, well, to start with, actually, most furnishing fabrics, if you're looking at designs, are very big designs. That's true, yeah. And whereas the craft fabrics, you can get bigger designs, mm. but they're a bit more all over yeah. rather than spaced out. Um, so I think for me, it's probably, it's probably not so much the weight of the fabric. I mm. think it is the designs yeah. that you get. And you just get so much more colour yes, that's in true. craft cotton sitting than you here do looking in upholstery. Your fabric that's sitting oh, over yes. there, the colours oh, are absolutely gorgeous. Yes. And yes. like you said, the designs are quite small. Yeah. But you know, you've still got some that've got bigger designs, yes. but they're not 
big like no no not fabric. not like curtain fabrics mm. so um yeah that's why i would personally choose i mean i have seen people make yeah. bags out of uh, heavier weight um fabrics but it's it's not my choice mm. particularly yeah absolutely and the fabrics are so pretty and i suppose if you're making your own bag you want it to be unique exactly which you're going yeah. to get from a craft cotton yes absolutely of course with garments you've got the other aspect which is some of the craft cottons are actually quite stiff so you wouldn't necessarily want to use them unless no. you're doing a structured blouse yeah i mean some of them like the art gallery ones have got such a lovely drape oh they're beautiful that you could use them for anything yeah but i know you know i've looked at some before and thought mm, that's quite stiff so mm. i would i can see using them for bags or for patchwork mm. but not for garments i've used them for uh Years ago, I made some A-line skirts out of mm. cotton patch, patchwork fabric, and that it's really good for something like That's that. That's true, because you need it um, to have structure, yeah. I suppose, yeah. and the shape. Yeah. Whereas you, I mean, people do make bags from jersey, because I know some people just love the designs on mm. the jersey so mm. much, but like you said, you have to put so much interfacing yeah. on it. Yeah. So it's almost like you're literally just using it for the pattern. Yes. Because... The jersey itself is the opposite of what you need yeah. for a handbag. Absolutely. Well, that's that's how I feel. Everybody's got a personal mm. preference, haven't they? But um, yes, that's definitely my preference. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the last one we were going to look at today is uh, pins versus clips. Mm. So um, I must say that when I first started sewing, obviously. Clips weren't a thing, and mm. pins was what I was told to use, and yep. the you know how you would put them in cause, into the garment sewing because that's what I was doing at the time mm. when I was at school, and um, and that was it. You, yeah, we would there were no use, clips. No, there were no, no there. clips, and you would use pins in in my sewing mm. life. Um, these days. I hardly use pins at mm. all. I tend to use clips, but then I'm not garment sewing. Yeah. I am, you know, so doing more bag sewing. I use my clips a lot, but not for garment sewing. Mm. You know, I try, but they do slide out, unfortunately. Yes, they do get a bit in the way, actually, sometimes. Yes. I find them that they do get caught underneath the sewing machine a bit, yeah. so it can <laughs> be a bit awkward. I know, whereas pins, of course, I mean... We were chatting about this before we started talking and I, when I was first, not when I was first taught to sew, but years ago I did a course of fashion design which meant we had to learn a lot of workroom techniques mm. and of course in a workroom you don't use pins at all. You start it off underneath the machine, put the machine foot down to hold it and after that you're just literally sewing a bit and then pulling it together and doing it that way so you yeah. don't use seams. Unless you're going around a sleeve head or somewhere where you've got some bulk that you want to gather in. And then you would use loads and loads of pins. Because mm. because they sort of take a bit of the fabric volume out when you put pins in. Which is why they're rubbish for putting zips in. Because mm. they create ripples. Of course, you want it to create a ripple in some ways when you're putting the um, sleeve head in. Yes, of course. And then when you take the pins out, the sleeve is perfectly flat. Yes. And it's fine. Mm. Whereas if you try to do that with a clip, mm. you know you just wouldn't get anywhere. No. You'd end up in the no. right mess. No, that's that's right. Okay, <coughs> so 
I think that's it for today. And I'd just like to say thank you very much to Hazel oh, for, for um, coming me. and having a chat. Yes, we like and, to chat. <laughs> yes, we do like to chat. And um, we'll cover the other five um, at another time. So thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.